All right, welcome back to CNBC, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. If you're new here, my name is Rebecca, and we are also here with. What up? This is Aaron. I'm Joanna. JDF. And today we have a very special guest and devoted listener. Ooh. Ooh. Go ahead and introduce that. yourself. It happens, guys. Hi, everyone. My name is Daniel Lee. Um, you guys didn't know I'm actually Rebecca's cousin. What? Whoa. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Is this, sorry, is that JK, spoilers? Yeah. Is this filial piety? Gosh. No, nah, it's cool. Yeah, we're cousins. Fun fact, in case... I feel like there's always someone that knows us in real life that, like, doesn't realize this. That was and then it'll yeah. <laughs> And then it comes up, like, way late in the game. They're like, what? Yeah, it took me, like, a good eight months to <laughs> eight realize months? that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't come up a lot, but when it does, it's kind of fun. So... Yes, very excited for Daniel to be here on the show. And he has a pretty interesting story about how he entered his current field, which is a creative field. So super excited to chat with him about that. But before we get started, Daniel, go ahead and just tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you go to school? What are some of your hobbies? Give us some fun facts, whatever you want to share. Okay, great. So I was born in Taiwan. Let's go. Let's yeah. get it. Represent. Um, I moved here to Arizona when I was 10 years old um, and went to school here. Graduated from Arizona State University. Let's go. But recently, in the last almost two years, one and a half years, I've been in Florida for my engineering Florida. job. Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Florida has been my nickname for, 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 for a amount of time. So anyways, I've been... Um, for the last year and a half, I've been in Florida at my engineering job. And recently, about uh, two months ago, I quit my job to pursue a career in visual effects. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So currently, I'm going to school at Noman School of Visual Effects in Hollywood, Los Angeles. Ooh. Wow. Yes. Very nice. Okay. I, I don't know if this is like necessary, but when you're talking about Florida, can you just tell us like the... The, this is the Florida, your name, Florida story. You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to oh, give it away, yes. but I think it's pretty yes. funny. Um, so, so I wanted to order. So this is during the COVID season. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to go to restaurants, so I decided to have my food delivered. And um, was it food or Amazon? Doesn't matter. I, de- <laughs> I decided to have something delivered. So um, I got a call from some number. I picked it up. And this lady says, I'm here at the apartment complex and I can't find out uh, which apartment unit you're at. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll come downstairs and I'll come meet you. So, great. So, I come downstairs um, and I see her walking around and I come up to her and I said, um, this is Daniel Lee. Do uh, you have my package? And then she says, Daniel Lee, Florida? So, <laughs> I was like, Yes. And then she goes, thank you, Mr. Florida. <laughs> what? And she leaves. So, okay, I remember now. This is, oh my this is Amazon because I was using Aaron's Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh, wow. And my address is saved as Daniel Lee, Florida. <laughs> oh. So I became known as Mr. Florida. Mr. Florida. <laughs> Mr. Florida, that's yeah. hilarious. Yes. That, 
So not related to creativity, but I but just thought it was funny. Ho- yeah. Wholly related like to Florida. <laughs> we just the name love. is pretty creative. So yeah, Mr. It Florida. Is. It is very creative. <laughs> so, um, Daniel, how would you describe the creative work that you are doing right now? Because you talked about it a little bit before the show, and you say it's very niche. So can you just explain, what, what do you do? What's, what's, what are you trying to do? Okay, yeah, good question. So visual effects um, is kind of an all-encompassing term for all the visual medium that is computer-generated in um, games, movies, TV shows, commercials, you know, any type of visual media. Um, And what I do is I create models and um, stuff like clouds, explosions, any kind of computer-generated imagery Mm -hmm. can be known as visual effects. So that's what I do. And there's a lot of different branches uh, within visual effects. Um, for example, there are people who specialize in doing characters, people who do environments, people who literally just model and texture, people who animate, um, people who do compositing, uh, pre and post effects, and all different kinds of stuff. Um, what I'm more interested in is I'm doing what is called effects, which is stuff like uh, simulations, including water, hair and fur, explosions, destruction, um, and any kind of, you know, organic effects you can think of that happens in movies. That's, uh, that's what I want to specialize in. Mm. What inspired you to kind of specialize in that area? Or what drew you to that area specifically? Um, we're going to start from the very top, right? So I graduated, <laughs> I graduated from Arizona. The full story. Let's yeah. go. Exactly. Yes. Right into this. So I graduated from Arizona State about uh, a little over two years ago. And when I graduated, I decided that I didn't really like engineering. I kind of knew that all along school. <laughs> what was your major again? Uh, mechanical engineering. Just so, mechanical, mechanical engineering? Right, right. So I had a job at that time. I was sitting there. I remember. I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool to work for Disney? Just kind of everybody's dream, right? Mm-hmm. One of the Disney website and just kind of clicked around to see what, you know, if I can be a part of anything. And then I came up on this page that says the Disney Imaginations Competition. Ooh. And I read the description. They said that juniors, seniors, and graduates within one year can participate and compete. So I was like, that's me. So I got together, three of my friends who are still in school. And I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> I was like the only one super hyped about this project. Oh. Um, we got together. We submitted everything, submitted our, our applications to compete. We got, we got accepted. And then it was only like a period of about eight weeks where we got to finish the project and we submitted. What was the project about? So Disney gives us a prompt every year. It's different every year. The prompt for our year was to create kind of a monument in our city or campus that honors its local traditions and geography. Mm. So we decided to uh, do a monument on a mountain dedicated to the old um, nations of Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, We had this whole, um, there's a symbol called man in a maze. And we had this structure built that was uh, dedicated to honor that. And um, it symbolizes kind of your, your, your journey through life. So in the beginning, you walk into the maze, which is called life, and then you find your way around the maze and go to the center. So that's the vision. Um, It's just a design, so nothing's going to be built on a mountain, but it was a lot of fun. 
And my part of the project was to create a one minute video to, to kind of showcase what our design is. And I was searching up applications to make the model. And I found out this application called Blender. Mm -hmm. And if you guys don't know, Blender is a free 3D modeling software. Absolutely free. <laughs> free. It was. I do like free. I was blown away <laughs> by just how accessible this thing is. So I just jumped right in, watched a ton of tutorials, and just followed along. Created our 3D model, and I made a one video, uh, one minute video with a camera, just kind of walking through the whole stadium. And yeah, that was a ton of fun. So, this is while you're at ASU. No, I just graduated. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um. Yeah, it was a junior, senior year, and a year after your oh, graduation. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So this was probably. Let's say four months, three or four months after I graduated. Yeah. And what this was a competition? This was a yeah, Disney sponsored competition. Ooh. What did you, what did you guys place in it? So <laughs> First so, place, baby. The first place. Hey, yeah. Unfortunately not. So I was I mean, we were shooting for finalists. The top six finalists get to get a paid trip to Disney and they get to present their um, they get to present their project in front of the Disney Imagineers. That's, that's what they're called. It's so yeah. cool. Imagine yeah. And we got semifinalists. Ooh. Yeah. I got the email Ooh. for being a semifinalist, and I was just so hyped. And that was out of how many people? I have no idea. Probably like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of schools. Ooh. That's awesome. Yeah. No. They're, they're, they're like, it's a big competition. There's, there's a big design competition every year. I'm sure there are hundreds of university teams that, you know, participate yeah and um i heard there was another team at asu that also really yeah <gasps> really? That, yeah that also um competed Compete? in the same competition that mm -hmm. year Man. did you know this team no okay yeah. <laughs> you should go find it out <laughs> find out who this like an anime is. rivalry yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it but everyone sure are, but everyone's losers so. <laughs> oh, it, doesn't it doesn't matter it's the matter. journey it's the brotherhood right, right. It's, mm -hmm. it's the process it's matters. the process yeah so um that's how i got started in a 3d so so you started out from engineering do you feel like you were able to draw from your engineering background like how helpful was that into your current career or were you basically just learning from scratch like you found a new thing you wanted to do and you just started from scratch completely um i would say some of the hard skills did transfer over some of like the work is kind of similar in some way so for mechanical engineering we use CAD software, which mm -hmm. is engineering 3D software. And for 3D, we have similar, but for, well, for 3D, it's more design focused. While um, engineering CAD software is more, um, what is it? Like mechanics focused. It's like a different modeling style, but some of that did transfer over into learning the new software. Mm -hmm. And what I focus in, what I want to do for effects, visual effects, um, it's more technical. So there is some coding, there's some problem solving involved. It's not like the very, it's not the traditional like art that you would think of, like paint on a canvas. It's, it's, it's actually quite far from that. Um, but I would, so in that, in that sense, I would say a lot of my engineering skills did transfer over. Mm. Nice. So another question is you talked about watching a ton of tutorials and just like go into town on learning blender mm -hmm. and all this new software can you talk a little bit about that like process like how did you keep motivated to keep pushing through all these videos did you like create a 
like actionable goals for yourself? What was your what was your process and your motivation like? Um, it's kind of changed. So at first, I was doing Blender kind of on and off. In my head, I kind of wanted to. I wasn't too all in on effects like visual effects. I just wanted to play around and make some cool things in Blender. So I was. I wasn't really spending much time on it, watching a few, just clicking around on tutorials without really a goal. But then, um, so I, ha- I actually haven't used, been using Blender like for the past year at all. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Ooh. So wait, so you used it on the Disney project, but yes. not for the school? Not, not for school. Oh, okay. That part's coming up, Joanna. Don't spoil it. We <laughs> <laughs> have a roadmap so, for okay, a reason. Least, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. so um, I was doing a lot of research on the industry to figure out what I want to do. There was a lot of different paths. Mm-hmm. And I found out effects seems really interesting. You know, making realistic explosions and whatnot seems really cool. Mm-hmm. So Blender is not the software to use for that. So I was looking around. I found out this software called Houdini was... A what? Houdini, this software called Houdini, like the yes. magician. Yep. Yeah, was um, was like the the go to software to make these explosions. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. So I downloaded Houdini. The education version is free, guys. Ooh, this is all wow. free. Man. And then not sponsored. Not sponsored by Blender or but Houdini. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so. Yeah, downloaded Houdini, and ever since I started doing that, this was about like, I would say, um, four or five months into just getting into 3D, I jumped into Houdini, and ever since then, I just been doing all my projects in in Houdini. So wow. no Blender. Ooh. Yeah. Is there any similarities between the programs? Yeah. So um, once you once you understand it. Uh, 3D, all 3D programs is just some shapes in space. And you have some camera and some lights that illuminate the scene. And you take a picture. That's basically what 3D is in a gist. And different software achieve that in different ways. So for example, in Blender, you would take a cube and then you would kind of extrude it, make it taller, and then add some windows and that would make a building. But mm-hmm. for Houdini, it's you have a different way of achieving that same building but at the end of the day it's still a building yeah like i'm not sure if this i'm really <laughs> like painting this picture clearly no no, no i get it yeah yeah so how do you get your inspiration for what you're gonna create is there kind of like a general path that people take like oh you start out making these kinds of shapes and then you can add these kinds of textures or something or did you kind of just be like i wanted to make this kind of thing Mm. I was more kind of project based. So in my head, I would be like, I want to make, I want to make a cliff. And then I would look up tutorials, how to make a cliff. Mm-hmm. And then they would say, oh, you go here, you go step on the sculpting one, tool. Two, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Make some flowers, put it on the cliff, you know, stuff like that. Mm. So I would learn all the steps required to achieve a cliff. And then I would make a mediocre looking cliff. Stuff <laughs> like that. And a practice would, project. Exactly. And I would move on to the next thing I wanted to do. Yeah. So I, so I think for school, you had to like make a portfolio, right? Yes. And so what made you choose like certain uh, things you wanted to include in that portfolio? Like what did you want to kind of showcase about yourself in that portfolio that you wanted the school to know about you? 
So the school, I think their application portfolio. So then, uh, so the school is called Noman in LA, and it's a small school, about two hundred and fifty to three hundred students in Hollywood, and their application process is is pretty rigorous. You have to go through like a few interviews and like a compile this huge portfolio. I think it's pretty big. It's like fifteen to twenty, like well documented, like finished pieces, and um. Actually, during that time, I didn't have a lot of finished pieces.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably had like three or four that I wanted to submit. Oh、yeah. my! All the other ones were like practice ones. So during the 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 span of like six months, I had to churn out like twelve new art pieces. <laughs> oh so, no! So how I came up with those ideas was literally rapid fire. So I would go on Pinterest or I would go on like Instagram and see something. Cool. I'm like, I can make that, and then I would just try to make it,、mm. and do the best I can and put it in my portfolio. So,、um, but since I was using Houdini, which focused on effects, I wanted to do like I wanted to cover like the big branches of effects. So I did one water,、uh, f- one destruction, one fire, just like one of each of this to show them that. And those are all special effects. Uh, visual effects. Visual effects. Yes. Sorry. Special effects is the term used for practical stuff you see on the set, like、okay. Michael Bay. Yeah, Transformers.、Uh, so like, like, ah, like the actual, like, oh, okay, okay. Then, like,、um, like actual explosions on the set. Yeah. Like physical. Called, yeah, the the physical stuff、uh, on the set is all special effects. Gotcha. The visual effects is the.、Uh, Computer-generated、ah, stuff. Oh, for some reason, I always when you said visual effects, I associated automatically with just animation. Just、uh, like animation. Yeah, I didn't realize it's like oh, that's including like you know like stuff that you see like in Avengers, like stuff in the background and yeah, that. yeah, okay, that's okay, that's okay. everything. Uh huh.、Oh. It's all under the umbrella of visual effects. Everything is just making like sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm about to blow your mind Ooh, tonight. Wow, <laughs> explosion blowing your mind. <laughs> yeah. So 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 back to your question. I just wanted to hit, you know, because I told them I wanted to effects in like the interview. So they're like, okay, then show us some effects. I was like, oh, oh no, okay. Very straightforward. <laughs> so、like, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll have some water. I'll have some rocks. I'll have some destruction. <laughs> I'll have this. I'll have that. And then, yeah,、um, six months of no sleep, you know, got me into school. Wow. So <laughs> worth, worth it. Worth it. Worth it. How long did it take for each one to create, like to turn out? It depends. So I have a scene where I. Kind of have this monster with with his his arms on fire. Yeah, I remember that one. that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh.、Um, that one was a month, and then there was there was a splashdown of like a space pod. Another month for that.、Um, I had like a hallway where have some flashing lights, and it looked like the guy was trying to break through a door. Yeah. That one three weeks,、mm-hmm. but. Yeah, a lot of time for each one, but they kind of overlap. So, oh, like when you're doing the same project, like the pro one one project you're working on another project at the same time. Is that what you mean by overlap? Yeah. So, by by overlapping, I mean like I start a project, and then I would take, say, two weeks to do the project, and then another ex another two weeks to actually render out the images, because they're animations. So each, let's say, each frame is twenty-four seconds. 
I have to render out 24 frames per second. So if it's five seconds long, if the clip is five seconds, that's 24 times five frames. Uh, so that's, that's, what is it? I can't do math. 120 frames. Whoa. That's 120 different images that I have to render out. Wow. And if each image takes 10 minutes to render, that's 1,200 minutes oh. to render out a five second <laughs> clip. <laughs> so there were times where I got it back after like two full days mm -hmm. of rendering. And I open it found a mistake? and it's wrong. Something oh, is wrong no. and I have to redo it. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So that's the worst. Yeah. So the trial and error near the end of the project to finalize it takes so long. Yeah. Yeah. So and during that time, you just kind of sit around and wait. Your computer yeah. is just running the whole time. I'll leave it on yeah. overnight and stuff like that. Damn, I thought mm. video rendering was worse. <laughs> it's nothing yeah. compared to days. I know. So, um, yeah, so during that rendering time, I would, I would start another project because... Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You know, it's, it's time wasted if I don't mm -hmm. do something. Mm. Which project would you say you're the most proud of? Like, what's your favorite one and why? My favorite one? Yeah. Um, I would say... There was a project that I did, and it's actually the only project that I posted on Instagram. Oh. Ooh. I have like three pictures on Instagram, and this is, <laughs> and this is one of them. It is a, 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 a Christmas scene that I did. And this was after I've gotten the acceptance from the school. Uh, I got accepted in about November, and I wanted to do something Christmassy and send it to the admissions team just for them to see. Aww, Show them like nice. a Merry Christmas. That's nice. cute. Yeah. yeah. And um, I came up with this, like, room, made some ornaments, put them on a table, and kind of had a Merry Christmas thing with the fireplace in the background, mm -hmm. and I sent it to them. Aww. So that was my favorite scene because I got to send it to people, and I got to actually, you know, like, have a purpose. Using your skills. Them. Right, right. Because the scenes I did before that were all just to get into school. And I feel like the one afterwards, that was kind of like a gift for myself to kind of relax and, yeah. <laughs> you know, actually make something for somebody. Yeah. Aw, that's awesome. So, okay, another question is, correct me if I'm wrong, but growing up, my recollection of you growing up is you didn't do, you don't have like a really big art background, right? Like, in terms of, like, taking, like, drawing classes or, like, art classes, I personally don't recall you doing, like, a ton of art. You can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, like, he's like, I'm you're wrong. Gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, I guess, like, for a lot of people that maybe are, like, wanting to do some something creative, but maybe, like, don't have a super, super strong background in that growing up, like, I feel like you're kind of one of those people. So I would just love to get your thoughts about, like... Was that like a roadblock for you? Did you like feel kind of imposter syndrome about that? Or were you just like, if I can learn it and I can do it, then I'm good. <laughs> um, half and half, right? So <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. Growing up, I wasn't a very artsy kid. I mean, I drew some Pokemon when I was young. I mean, nice. who, who, which kid wasn't drawing stuff <laughs> when they were young, right? And I would like make some models and stuff out of like wood pieces. It's just kind of kid created stuff. But going into middle school and high school, I just wasn't doing that at all. But um, I would say that, like, a lot of times I feel like I'm like a creative infant 
where I've only been doing this for the past two years, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And then people around me have been taking photos or been doing videography for, you know, ever since high school. And they're like, <laughs> graduated from college kind of thing. So um, sometimes I feel like my experiences were like, I have so much to learn from a lot of these creatives where, you know, I just started. So, yeah, that's that's yeah. where some of my imposter syndrome comes from. So how do you deal with that when you when you feel like you have some imposter syndrome? I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Who watches a CNBC podcast Listen episode? Listen to our episode <laughs> about one. imposter syndrome. Yes. Listen to that one. <laughs> but I, uh, honestly, I don't think about it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, these days, especially with school, I have just so much stuff to do. Um, it just doesn't cross my mind very often. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, a lot of times when I'm working, I'm working with my classmates as well. And they come from different backgrounds. Some of them haven't been creative for that long either. Mm. So it kind of helps me just to be able to talk and connect with them. Mm. I mean, that's, yeah, that's good. Like having that community around you that like mm-hmm. supports you. It's like really important. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I do recall in high school that you did breakdance. There's some sort of creativity. Oh, oh yeah. Not really. I remember um, back in <laughs> that church. That was dope. And youth you remember group. that? That was so cool. Yeah, back in church and youth group, I remember watching a clip. I don't know why we were playing this clip <laughs> of this guy doing some flips on the ground. And I figured that it was, I figured that it was called a windmill. So I was like, you know, oh. it'd be cool if I just learned how to do the windmill. So I learned nothing about breakdancing. Oh, so you just windmill. wanted to do the move. Just, exactly. <laughs> so I spent a year learning that move on like the carpet. And I did it. And now I pull out the windmill about once every year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's a treat. It is. But that, honestly, like, that sums up, I think, your personality when it comes to, like, learning and creating. Mm-hmm. Like, from what I can tell, like, if there's something you want to do, you're like, takes me a year to do it. Hype. I'm going to take a year and do it, you know? Like, it took you a year to learn a windmill. Or if you're, like, learning these new programs, you just kind of, like, bust through and, like, just power through until mm-hmm. you get it. Can you talk a little bit more about like that mindset? Is that something that like you had to kind of decide for yourself? Have you always been like this? Um, I feel like for something that I want to do, like that's what I do where I kind of spend a lot of time trying to do it. Cause, cause for me, if you want to do something, then, 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 then do it well. There's, mm. there's no point in learning something if you're not actually going to learn it, right? Oof. So I need Oof. to, so so for me, when I decided I wanted to do visual effects, I really went hard on, you know, watching tutorials, mm-hmm. buying classes to, um, to learn how to do it the right way. Because mm-hmm. the last thing I want to do is trying to learn something myself, doing it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And then once I kind of get feedback from people, I have to relearn my old habits. Like, I mean, I have to fix the old habits. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's not what I want to do. When you were first starting out, how did you seek out like that feedback and kind of like that community to actually help you figure out what you were doing, if it was good or bad? Because like as far as I know, I don't think any of your like immediate friends are involved with this kind of thing. Well, some of them are now because they're like kind of inspired and so they like mess around on Blender. <laughs> but uh, yeah. when you were first starting out, like I guess that's two questions. So when you're first starting out. Like the Blender in the quick kitchen? <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So how did you find those people? to connect with when you first started out so when i first started honestly um cg is so 
like I would say niche is I would like make a let's say the the famous donut in Blender. I would make it. That's literally the first thing I made in Blender, and I would show you. Or I would show Aaron, and then they'd be like, "Wow, it looks amazing!" Like, yeah, because we you don't do know that? anything. <laughs> but, I like donuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, yep. But honestly, it's not that difficult to make a donut, especially if you're following a tutorial. Mm. So because it's already provided. Yeah, yeah. So when um, so when I'm uh, early on when I'm asking feedback, I would show it to my parents and stuff, and all they would say, "Wow, that looks amazing." But like in my heart, I would see like that looks nothing like a donut, or that looks nothing like, like whatever I wanted to make. Yeah, I wanted to make like a, like a destruction scene, and then I just had these blocks falling down and hitting the ground and rolling, and everyone's like, "Oh, it looks so cool!" It just, it does not. It looks so <laughs> bad, and um, so it was hard to get feedback. But the the first time I got real like constructive feedback. And criticism was when I was applying to school. I was working with my ad- admissions advisor. I would send something to them, and I've been working on this small project on and off for about a week. And then I thought it was good enough to put in my portfolio. But he took a look at it, and he's like, "Don't put that in your portfolio." Oh, dang! Yeah, it was like it was it was um this globby sphere, and then I just put some smoke around it and it was like a really simple effect where the material kind of peeled off it was like a really easy yeah like a simple thing looking back but i thought it was cool but he's like this this looks more like a study you made just to kind of practice you mm. need to come up with a project and put it in your portfolio ah. i was like oh i spent a week on this like Oof. there's no way i'm in it but 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 um that kind of that helped really helped me go in the right direction mm-hmm. in like what he was actually expecting and what is considered portfolio worthy. So um, that's why um, over the course of like many months working with my advisor from Nomen, um, I spent so long on each of those projects because I would send it to them kind of work in progress halfway through and they'd be like, you're on the right track, keep going and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just making sure I was on the right track. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's so supportive for like an admission office. Like when I think of my yeah. admissions office at like grad no, school no, or semin or like ASU, it's just like yeah, uh, you just need to take this, or you know, like you just need to like submit your SAT. Just scores. send the stuff. We'll tell you if you're yeah. Right or not. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like these admissions advisors are so supportive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how much effort they put into students who who aren't even in school yet, and you don't even know mm-hmm. if they're gonna go to school. Um, there was another thing. Oh yeah, this this brings me up like a story. So okay, um, <laughs> yes. So I had a bunch of questions about the industry that I just wanted to ask my admissions advisor. So I just sent like a wall of text with a bunch of questions, <laughs> right? And then I sent it to her, and she's like, "Would you like to speak to our visual effects director?" I was like, <gasps> "Wow, oh, yes." Like, oh, that's much <laughs> sure. easier than answering all these. Yeah. <laughs> Outsource. But, but, but I was just so shocked that they would offer that to me i wasn't even accepted yet yeah mm. um, i was still going through the it was months before like i actually submit my application mm-hmm. but i got to talk to the dude and he sat down with me for like over an hour <laughs> and this dude has like a full-time <laughs> job and working yeah uh, directing like, yeah like a like directing things right <laughs> and <laughs> traffic yeah <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> musicals all of the above <laughs> 
Yeah, he was. He he sat in with me and went through every single one of my questions and answered all of them. Wow. Oof. And uh, I was like, wow, like these guys really care about what they do and really care about um, the students that they accept. So like that was kind of the moment where I was like, okay, I'm gonna kind of go all in on. Mm. Yeah. So, not the school because it seems like the right place to go so is that what made you choose like newman like over like other design schools or did you like like because we asked this for uh ju when she was on our podcast um and she had chosen the parsons school of design and we asked her like why she chose that school and so like what was your reason like did you this is did that experience cement your decision to choose that school or what kind of sort of like led you to that school in the first place um so i think i did some research on what schools are good for visual effects and noman was always the one that popped up um i would listen to different youtubers and different podcasts talk about the school you know like i would listen to people in the industry talk about studios and people that they worked with and then once in a while it'll be like oh didn't so-and-so graduate from noman and then they're like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, what is this? So I looked it up and it looked pretty cool. And I knew that there was a there was a competition um, called the Rookies every year. And the Rookies, what they would do is they would rank visual effects schools uh, mm-hmm. from around the world uh, every year. And then Nomen places like number one, like every year. Whoa. It's actually yeah. kind of like how ASU is like the number one an innovation oh, yeah yeah kind of like mm. that, yes, yes. like that. always got to go for best right that's why i chose arizona <laughs> state exactly yeah. Mm. yeah how yeah. many schools did you apply for one whoa Ooh. yeah big also like my mom was really nervous about me going to art school you know which asian parent wouldn't so i told her hey that's if true. i'm not yeah. going to this school like if i didn't get in then i just won't go to art school oh dang bit like, of a gamble yeah there. were you gonna try again though yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course so that actually kind of goes into something else i wanted to talk about because you know speaking quite frankly you switched from engineering which i think would give any like asian parent a sense of you know Mm -hmm. security and safety to art so how was that transition for you in terms of like mental emotional family situation everything especially like coming from an asian background Oh, yeah, we have the same family. <laughs> How was that for me personally? Yeah. The, the transition? Yeah. I would say exciting for me. Um, I kind of have the mindset where, like, um, my mom always tells me, you know, from, uh, like, when I was young, she would always say that uh, as long as you tried your best, we don't really care what you do. Mm. I mean, I kind of took it to heart. So. <laughs> and now she's like, <laughs> now she's like uh, yeah she's like shouldn't have said that <laughs> anyways like so for me um if i know that i'm trying my best and i put in my effort into it and it doesn't work out at the end then that's okay mm. um like visual effects is art in general any field you go into is a very competitive field mm-hmm. you have to be exactly exceptional you know to be noticed and i feel like um like feel like this is like for me based on the research that i've done i feel like this is the right track to reach the except exceptionalism that you know you need to be to to find jobs at studios so 
as long as um, personally, I think I'm on the right track to do that. But obviously, there's a lot of personal effort that needs to go into it. Mm-hmm. But um, just knowing that, just knowing that I work hard, I think that's enough for me. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um, one thing I do want to kind of go back to, cause I'm curious is when you're talking about receiving all of that feedback and criticism from like the admissions advisors, like TBH, when it comes to feedback and criticism, I'm so weak, man. Like people are like, Oh, you can fix this thing. And I'm like, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. What, what can you talk a little about your mindset when you were encountering like all of this feedback that like required instant changes? Like, how did you handle that? Mm, not sure. I was just trying to meet their expectations. Um, these, these, uh, everybody from the school are artists themselves. Mm-hmm. So the feedback they give, I think, are very valuable. So if they say something that needed to be changed, then I would. If they, if they said that an entire project needed to be thrown out, I would just do it. Dang. Um, I didn't really give a, like, a second thought to, to, to what they said. Mm. Kind of like... The like not, word is not like, taking it personally. Yeah. Um, honestly, have you always taken feedback that way? Like feedback even outside of visual effects. I would say not from everybody. Um, definitely, some people have more credentials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's picky. Man, that that sounds so bad. <laughs> like, he's picky. How he wants but, to get feedback from. Um, sometimes. Um, but honestly, like when I show my stuff to people. They just say that it looks really good. Mm-hmm. And then the, the only time I've gotten criticism is when I send it to the admissions people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they have a more, they definitely have a trained eye to do that. Whereas mm-hmm. kind of like I myself and a lot of our friends don't. It's just like, like I said, this is like a very, yeah. like it's like a bubble. Even like mm-hmm. people, only people in there will see that, see, see mm-hmm. stuff that needs to be changed. Yeah. Yeah. So then when you know you're, when you, when you're getting feedback, you know that it's inherently helpful because it's coming from people who are even equipped to give any opinion whatsoever other than, oh, it looks dope, you know? Yeah, exactly. Don't even know where to look at. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think it's fair, like the, you know, it matters what your credentials are because, you know, if somebody like me was just like, I think that green is too bright. You'd be like, yeah, whatever. You don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) I think that makes sense um no so, no but i actually do really value opinions from my friends ah because tell. because a lot of times i would ask some of my friends hey can you give me feedback on this let's say a donut and then i would specifically ask to criticize it mm, and like um, say something mean to that donut yeah <laughs> exactly so they'd be like so they would point out things like oh maybe the maybe the crust is too dark crusty donut <laughs> yeah or maybe like the um the the, the glossiness of the glaze yeah. looks really flat mm. and um they would give that kind of feedback i'm okay so i would go back and i would try to change it i think the difference from people who've been doing this for a while is they would say something like oh i think i think the glossiness of the donut is a little flat try doing some some subsurface on it kind of like more technical aspects to like reach the end goal so Mm -hmm. i think it does help when people give me feedback but sometimes these uh, these advisors just give me a little bit extra guidance Mm -hmm. to kind of achieve the end result yeah that would be better i think that's really cool that you're giving 
your friends to be inclusive into your community like you're teaching them how to mm-hmm. critique your work or even how to critique in general because i think most of us growing up never learn how to do it properly no. or receive it properly mm-hmm. so i think that's really cool that you're even teaching them just introducing them to the world of visual effects yeah. yeah and um i honestly think everybody um has a has a good eye it's that because um, we all know what things are supposed to look like if i showed mm. you a splash of water that looks fake you'll instantly know that it's fake mm. but sometimes um, if you haven't been looking at simulated splashes for a while you wouldn't know what is fake about it you know mm. i mean okay yeah so uh so i can show something to you and be like jd how does this look and you say this looks fake <laughs> and then, you can't and, yeah, like, this looks fake but I don't quite know what's wrong with it. And then I'm like, it looks fake, but I don't know what's wrong with it either. <laughs> so, so, you know, more experienced individuals be like, oh, maybe you need to add more mist after the splash. Stuff yeah. like that. Let's go look at splashes of water together and be like, <laughs> throw some rocks oh, in the pond. Yeah, like, we know this is real, but why is this real? Yeah. Are the stuff I'm looking real? Yeah. <laughs> How can, what, what was that um, Jaden Smith quote? How can mirrors be real if, if our, our eyes, eyes aren't, aren't real? real? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, a, that's an old meme. But uh, <laughs> anyway, moving away from that quote, um, let's What's talk a little this? bit about your future stuff. What Ooh. are some of your current goals right now? Like just kind of short term, let's say like the next few years. Mm, short term, I'd say do well in school. Nice. Um, this Stay is, in school, kids. This is, yeah. Exactly. This How long is the, the program? It's two years. Okay. So I'm on the two-year program. The school also has a four-year for a bachelor of, Bachelor's of Arts degree. I'm not on that track, obviously, because I don't want to stay in school for that long. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Um, but it, it's interesting because the school itself is based on the two-year program. They didn't have a two-year program. They, um, the, the four-year degree is actually very, very new for that school. It's only been around for like maybe three years mm-hmm. um, because the school, it's, the, the school was just a vocational art school for the longest time to, mm-hmm. to, to teach you how to learn 3D specifically. And that was a two-year track. And they added on to the four-year degree mostly because um, a lot of times international students can only do that if they're pursuing a degree. So oh. it attracts a yeah. larger audience. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What would you say your dream job is? My dream yes. job? Is it still Disney? Ooh. Disney is question. like the holy grail of all <laughs> effects work. But um, it could, could be it. I haven't given much thought of what my dream job is. There are a lot of stuff that is interesting. Um, I've just been learning like all these kinds of new things at school about how the industry is changing. So most recently... Um, real-time rendering engines have been like on the rise so if you didn't know there's real-time and not real-time which is offline. fake time yeah real-time oh. and fake time <laughs> unreal time no which is um off, off time you mentioned unreal very cool so un- so <laughs> okay. oh so there's a, so unreal engine yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was on that was actually on purpose no so unreal engine is a game engine that does fantastic real-time rendering. So by rendering, I mean having a 3D scene that looks kind of gray and whatever, Mm -hmm. and then putting material in it and putting light in it 
and then producing a believable image. That is what rendering is.、Mm -hmm. For offline rendering, you have like all these different assets, and it takes like hours to render one image. But real time rendering, renders in real time. So it renders, so it renders it in one twenty fourth of a second. That's fast. Because,、mm. well, because it or or like even faster than that. So they have to. I don't really know how it works. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Like the stuff. Have you ever played like a game, let's say Assassin's Creed? Yeah. Or you、no. know something like that. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> where where、yeah, it's like a really big map. <laughs> exactly. And you look off into the distance, like a sunset or like a village, and it looks so good, almost photorealistic, right? Yeah. That's real time rendering. All the all that image is being produced instantly. Oh. And when you turn your camera. That image is being produced instantly every time, even、oh, as you move. Oh, okay.、Dang. That's real-time rendering. Yeah. But for offline rendering, it takes, let's say, fifteen hours to render. So you're like, why don't you just real-time render it if it takes so long to offline、yeah. render? But 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 the difference is, um, there's a lot of different details that you won't catch with real-time rendering because real-time is is technically fake. Everything is. Fake. I'm like doing air quotes with my fingers, but you guys can't see it.、Mm -hmm. So this is kind of hard to explain. So okay, so, so、right. <laughs> we just use examples. <laughs> sorry. So, so for example, there's a new game on the PS5 called Miles Morales Spider-Man, right?、Mm -hmm. You guys know that game? There so, is. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a great game. I've not played it, but、That's、it looks、cool. great. So I saw a video comparing, um, comparing like. Ah,、uh, this is not a good example because video games are all real-time rendering. <laughs> But man, this is hard to explain. So here, hear me out. <laughs> okay. Listen. Okay. So hold okay. on, hold on. So offline rendering engine uses a technology called ray tracing, and ray tracing simulates light rays where it hits different objects. So for example, if you have a mirror, the ray of light would hit the mirror and reflects whatever it reflects, right? Uh -huh. But that's、um, offline renders do a really good job of tracing light rays because when a light bounces, it bounces like a million times,、mm -hmm. and offline rendering can spend a lot of time calculating it、mm. and figuring out what reflection is supposed to appear on that mirror.、Mm. But real-time rendering engines don't have the luxury to do that because they have to produce the image instantly. They don't have time to calculate light. Yeah. So、mm -hmm. if there's a mirror. It would just project an image on that mirror that kind of looks like what it's reflecting, so they can just render that instead.、Yeah. So recently, there is a technology called real-time ray tracing, which is kind of an oxymoron if you think about it, because ray tracing inherently is not supposed to be real-time, because ray tracing takes a lot of computing.、Mm -hmm. So, why I brought up Spider-Man Miles Morales is there is a scene where Spider-Man is on. A side of a building, and that building is made out of glass, and the glass、oh. reflects the entire city skyline, right? Yeah. So if you don't have ray tracing on, there won't be a skyline on the on、oh. the glass. But if you turn on ray tracing, you can see the entire skyline,、mm. like on the reflection of the glass. And then when you move your camera, the skyline also shifts realistically.、Mm. So recently, this technology has just dropped, and since the quality of Offline and real-time, sorry. Since the quality of real-time rendering engines 
have exponentially increased, the industry is starting to have a lot of use cases for it. So Unreal Engine is like the leader yeah. in real-time ray tracing. So a lot of different areas of, of um, production is starting to use it. And then there's a new term coined for that. It's called virtual production. Um, people don't really know what virtual production is, but it's like a new thing that just came out, let's say within the past year. People have been using game engines to help with making movies, oh. which is traditionally all done on like super computer farms yeah. offline. Mm. Sorry, that was a little much. Lots of developments. Uh, and that gives us a good insight of what the industry is like though. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like new developments like every year, every That's whatever. Awesome. Exactly. So we're kind of always learning. Some crazy stuff like. out there. Wow. Is that also one reason why you're like so interested in the industry itself? Just because it's just changing. There's something mm. new coming up. Like yeah, you're, you're yeah. constantly being challenged. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of nerdy when it comes <laughs> to this kind of stuff. That's fine. Um, We're all I nerdy. Like just kind of dive right into it. Yeah. It's cool to see what we can achieve um, right now. It's, it's crazy. Every single video game these days look photorealistic, mm -hmm. um, even though they're all rendered in real time. It's... Um, it, it, it just inspires me to like, since you can do all this stuff faster, then how much more work can I, can I finish in like much less time? Because mm -hmm. I was rendering each, let's say each, each five second animation like for a week at a time. Mm. But I can just do that in five seconds <laughs> because, because the clip is five seconds. Yeah. Mm. So it's just so much, so much ground that can be covered with this new stuff yeah so i'm curious we kind of talked about how like something like disney would be like the holy grail of a job but what's like an entry-level job like ah. what do you expect to get when you're like just mm. coming out of school yes that's a that's a that's a good question um so in the industry in these larger studios uh studios with like hundreds of people let's say disney uh, sony animations stuff like that since the teams are so large, each person is really specialized at what they do. So this person is an expert, say, at rigging characters. That person would only do characters. And rigging is where you, like, construct the skeleton of the characters so mm -hmm. that they can be animated. So if they're really good at that, that's, that's all that they do. But for a more entry-level position, something like a smaller or a medium-sized studio would be the best. Because since they're a team of smaller people, they need people that can be able to do anything because there are different projects that come mm -hmm. that, that have different demands. So you need a team of artists that can kind of put on a lot of different hats. Mm -hmm. So those would be um, studios that are m more suited for entry-level positions because you're not going to come out of school being an expert at like right. one thing. That's, That's just true, not yeah. going to happen. So we know you're in school right now working on a lot of projects. Do you yes. still keep any personal projects running at the same time? Or are you pretty much just focused on school? Like it is a creative thing. So that's just your creative outlet. Or do you try to keep some fun things on the side too? Um, I've tried, but it has not worked out. So <laughs> school is a lot of time. I need to learn how to manage my time still. Mm. Um, I've been trying uh, to kind of do my homework early. So that I have time near the end of the week to explore something mm. about myself. But since um, since everything I do 
is 3D and I just enjoy 3D in itself. I enjoy the process of learning and kind of soaking up all this information. That just doing homework mm-hmm. is actually pretty enjoyable for me. Kind of That's the good. projects that they that they have us do. Um, I think it's really cool. That's like the optimal situation for yeah, school, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But I do still want to pursue my own, uh, like the own stuff, my, the, my own things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Just need to find time for that. Gotcha. Any more questions before we go to rapid fire? I do want to ask about like your just process of visual effects. Like, do you mm-hmm. do like planning outside of the computer work? Like, let's say do you sketch an image on a paper saying like i want you know my cliff or whatever to look a certain way or do you just like have an image in your head and you kind of just transpose that into the pc and just you know work your model through that i think it helps to to um to draw out your ideas um i've done that for the christmas scene that i talked about earlier yeah um i've i've had like different frames that i wanted kind of like block outs of like a like storyboard have you seen yeah. storyboard mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. that i um i did that like just four really rough sketches then like five minutes and that actually really helped me out in setting up my scene um there's a lot less time wasted in trying to place things in 3d and trying to like figure out like where they're supposed to be it's yeah. much easier to come in with an idea of what it's supposed to look like yeah that question just came up just because it's like when you're telling me about all the rendering time that you had to wait for, I was like, oh, like, I wonder if you did work outside of, like, you know, not just making your computer do so much more work while it's rendering. You know, it's like, uh-huh. oh, I'm just going to do some sketches on paper. Stuff oh, like yeah. That, you know. But I've only started doing that recently. Um, when I was, like, on the grind to finish my application, I didn't really do that. I was, <laughs> I was still pretty new. And going through the process of redoing scenes and replacing the camera and this and that, that also ate up a large chunk of my time. Like I wasted probably days doing that. Yeah. So obviously it got better project by project. But as I, you know, had more time to sit and plan out my projects on paper, um, it, it actually really helped me out. Nice. I do have one question. So kind of going back to like your switching from engineering to uh, the 3d modeling so like you did get a degree in like um engineering like mechanical engineering i guess like sort of like my question would be like do you think that going into 3d modeling like going to school for 3d modeling it's like you feel like it was kind of a waste for you know like when you take a because I feel like a lot of people might think this way. Like, I already went to school for engineering for four years. I got a degree. And mm-hmm. I got out of school. And I realized that I'm passionate at something else. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you feel? Did you feel like you were wasting the past four years? Or, yeah, what's, what, I guess, like, what's your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? That like, thought has, has, has crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, did I just waste four years at ASU? Because if I subtract four years, I could have been like 19 years old <laughs> and be where I am now in my 3D journey, right? I mean, I'm, I'm still 23, so, you know. Yeah. I'm still very young um, in my career. But it has crossed my mind, but um, it doesn't bother me too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the four years I wasted 
Not 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 wasted. <laughs> <laughs> the There's that yeah. subconscious. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not like this. Not <laughs> I'm going through a crisis right now. <laughs> yeah, it's recorded, so <laughs> cut it out. Yeah, <laughs> just keep going. Just keep it to ourselves. <laughs> no, but um, I think I did learn a lot of things like work ethic, how to communicate yeah. with people, mm-hmm. um, different, you know, how to productively study, time management. Like that's all the stuff I took away from my time at ASU. Um, I wouldn't say it was wasted. I did take a lot of things from it. Like I yeah. definitely grown a lot as a person. I'm, I feel the same way too. Like I'm about to make a transition from going from the business world to something completely different, uh-huh. whether it be, you know, ministry or some kind of creative field. Mm-hmm. Like I personally don't feel like I'm waste. I wasted seven years, you know, yeah. like there's so many skills. And on top of that, there's like time to mature. Uh huh. I think that's also like, something to take away too so i personally like i I feel like the same way as you like in a way like if i'm feeling really negative like i would feel the same way like i wasted time Mm -hmm. or but at the same time it's like but there's so many things i learned and exactly there's like other soft skills that i learned in the creative industry during that that time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like i feel like i feel like it's almost good that i started off now because Mm -hmm. because i've taken away all those things um you're 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 able to kind of help yourself stay on the right track mm-hmm. you know to 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 make more out of the time you have and uh that's why you know if 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 people are thinking about switching their careers into something more creative or something else i would like i always admire them that they are willing to take that step step no matter like what age they're at yeah mm. because um it takes a lot of it takes a lot to almost to 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 say, you know, forget everything I've done in my last four years. I'm gonna try something new. That's like a big step to take, and I admire anybody who does that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that sounds like a good transition into our rapid fire questions. <laughs> so I'm just gonna yes. fire these off. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow! Wow. <laughs> um, we're gonna just let you answer them as quickly as you can. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Don't think about it. Oh, straight, no. All right. All straight right. ahead. Let that subconscious that just is... scream out whatever it wants. <laughs> no, Not I'm sure kidding. If you want that. <laughs> That's the rapid fire. <laughs> Questions. Yeah. All right. First one is your favorite thing to create in Blender or Houdini. My favorite thing? Yes. I would say water. Water is cool, but lately I've really liked fur and cloth. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, think, Ooh. I think cloth is super cool. And it's funny because um, in, in, in game engines, apparently cloth is really hard to do. So there was a scene in like The Last of Us or something. Oh, great where, game. Yeah, where, where somebody takes off like the shirt with one hand Ooh. over their head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. But yeah. Wow. And, then, Stop. and then it just looks so normal. Because everybody, I mean, not everybody, but people just take off their shirt with one hand all the time, like over their heads. Mm-hmm. Head? I don't. Wait a but, no. but, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's just trying. <laughs> but, like, but to achieve that type of realism in a game engine, like everybody's just wild by it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you haven't worked with something like that, it's kind of, oh, just taking off your shirt. What's, what, what's the big deal? <laughs> but I think it's cool. I think that still says something itself. Like, we don't think about any errors. Like, if, it's so good that we think it's normal and uh-huh. we don't question it. I feel like as an as an audience member to me, like I was like they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm not questioning anything because like if they did something wrong, I'm just tearing it apart. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 quite amazing what you don't notice that is fake mm-hmm. or simulated, right? Um, that that always amazes me. I watch videos of like, here's the movie scene, and then here's what is on the set, and then it's just a dude. <laughs> on a green screen I'm like yeah. wait hold on dude entire... some of the Avengers like behind the scenes exactly. stuff it's just all green screen yeah. yeah it's like the entire airport is fake like yeah. <laughs> do you know that scene like Crazy. on the Civil War this is kind of out of topic but That's like... right. no, this is on topic <laughs> okay yeah. so like when, when I was watching the behind the scene the um, so like uh, Captain America Widow uh, Black Widow and like they have like they're, when they're at the airport they're running towards each other towards each other they're actually running on a track mill. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? what? Like, they're not even, the ground they're running on isn't even real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. What is real? Atlanta, baby. Crazy. <laughs> and that's where they do their principal photography at. And I do pay attention to like the video cutting as well. So like uh-huh. sometimes when like one person was looking at 45 degrees, but when they switch angles, like I almost immediately pay attention to like, that's not 45 degree like that is obviously a second take or like a third take it's mm, not from mm-hmm. the same take so mm. i also notice stuff like mm-hmm. that too mm-hmm. yeah. uh favorite video game at the moment league of legends oh, oh god no, uh, not, my, not minecraft and <laughs> this interview not, now it's just that um i've been playing league for so long that it's like a nostalgia aspect to me mm. all right so it, 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 it kind of sticks mm. all right Coolest visual effects moment in a movie. Coolest visual effects moment. Yes. I actually have not thought of that. But I, I, I do think that every scene like involving water is very, very cool. Hmm. So anytime there's like a waterfall or like water and debris just like crashing down. Um, one, one, one that comes to mind is Frozen 2. Spoilers. Mm. Can I spo- no, I'm not gonna spoil it. Spoiler, but do it. Do there's it. a lot of water in Frozen. So <laughs> <laughs> the spoiler is not that Frozen there's not Frozen anymore. <laughs> okay, like you know, anytime water kind of goes through rocks or whatever, mm-hmm. I just soak that all in. Mm, That's some good pun stuff. Intended. Soak that all in. <laughs> hey, nice. Uh, favorite class you're taking right now? Favorite class? Yep. Um, it has to be the uh modeling and texturing so it's the class where you have a sphere and then go like oh i want to make that sphere look like wood or look like glass look like Mm. chrome and then you somehow you come up with like a network of of nodes and then you plug that into the sphere and when you render it it looks like it so i just really appreciate the kind of the, the the effort that goes into every texture Mm. and the nice. detail that you have to examine every texture in order to in order to make it look real nice west coast or east coast west coast <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why this is west a rapid coast, fire best right? coast. yep don't have west, to know why rest, right. west coast best coast mm. west coast best coast yeah but um <laughs> when a when a when a giant earthquake hits in the next 10 years I'll be saying East Coast. Well, Arizona is going to be like a Oceanside. The new West Coast. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be West the new California. Co- yeah. So, at me, California. <laughs> um, food that you are most excited to eat coming back to Arizona. Food? Ooh, tacos and In-N-Out. Bless. Ooh. Wait, one. Let's say In-N-Out. Nice. Yeah. And last question is, any advice for creatives that are looking to make a leap in their careers? Any advice? 
So I'm going to preface this by saying, don't take advice from a 23-year-old who <laughs> dropped out of engineering. <laughs> All right, that's school. your advice. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> 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 one hour. <laughs> one hour? Yeah. yeah. Just don't Delete this episode from your mind. No. <laughs> but um, I would say that you don't have to throw away everything to do anything creative. Mm. Um, you, can, you can keep it going. Um, it doesn't have to be your full-time career. You can just like doing it. You don't even have to make money off of it to do it. You can just enjoy the process. So when I was doing 3D just in the beginning, I, I, was, I was working full time and I was just doing 3D when I come back home. And that was great. Um, I enjoyed that process. But I, I happened to just want more out of it. So I decided to go to school. But it's, perfect, but it's perfectly fine if you create something in 3D and you just enjoy it. Even though if it's not the best looking thing objectively, even if it's not photo real, if you're happy with it, then that's fine. Mm. But if you're looking to like, but if you're looking to make something out of your creative career, then I would say there is no better time to do it than literally right now. Because yeah, pause this podcast. Because get your butt moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pa- pause it. Don't even finish. Nope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So it's like there were times where I kind of wasted a week doing nothing and I look and be like, wow, what would it be like if, if I worked hard this past week, <laughs> I would still be here, but I would be a little bit smarter than when I was. Mm. Right. And then there were times where I worked really hard for a week and at the end of that week, I'm like, wow, I learned a lot this week. Let's do it again. So I want to have that feeling where I look back and it's time well spent. Mm. Um, and I felt like, I worked hard or got a little bit closer to the goal that I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Nice. Great advice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Daniel, for joining our Thanks for having podcast. Me. I believe it was your first yes. podcast ever. Yep. Ever. Of many, I'm sure. Thank you, Hopefully. Mr. Florida. Yeah, Mr. Florida. Hey, if I, you know, I hope you guys continue this podcast for longer. This is cool. We hope so. We plan on. Hopefully in like yeah. two years when I graduate and land Dude. my job. You can have me on again. Yeah. Maybe we'll like do a reaction podcast. Like yeah. we'll just play clips from your first one to be like, oh, that was stupid. And then tell us like, the real answers, you know? Oh. No, I don't know. Right, right. That's kind of funny revisit. though. The advice from a 25 year old right. now. He's like, oh, all right. So I'd like to re- do, rephrase everything I've said yeah. from before. No. Nah, Maybe you can explain the real time render. Oh, no. Time like, Let me explain that again. <laughs> yeah. I might, I, I might have gotten it all wrong. Hey, Might be some good. tech savvy people out there who's like, this guy. This, no <laughs> this guy's well, such a freshman. Well, we're here to learn. That's what the podcast is for. So, so yeah. we're just glad to have you here. Have you share your your thoughts, all of what's been going on in your life, and hope for all the listeners out there that it was inspiring in some way or another. And thank before, you, everyone. Um, <laughs> before, I know you don't use your Instagram, but do, oh. you, do you want to drop your Insta so that people can follow true, you and ask true. questions personally? Ah, sure. Um, you can follow me at daniel.ts.lee755. Wow. That is my Instagram. Daniel.ts. Nice. Yeah, T as in tiger, S as in snake. Whoa. Ooh, tiger snake. <laughs> my uh, goodness. Yeah. Daniel.ts.lee at Seven oh, five. Seven five five. Not at. At gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? It sounds about? like an email. <laughs> no. That's all. 
That's awesome, though. <laughs> yeah. The yes. Christmas card that he mentioned, it's on there. It and is. It's beautiful. Take so. a look. Take a look. Yes. Yeah. I had to cut so many corners on that one because, you know, the deadline is Christmas. <laughs> you can't send a Christmas card after Christmas. Mm, That's true. true. So true. funny. So what I so so I used DaVinci Resolve to put on my oh, um, love that program to, uh, to, to put all my clips together. I didn't have time to render every frame. Um, so I was like, I'll render every other frame oh. and then have DaVinci just kind of fill in the blanks. Ooh. And it worked out, actually. Ooh. Nice. It worked out. So I was happy about that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, go check it out on Daniel's Instagram if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for him about um, anything about visual effects or his journey into the creative world, then shoot him a DM. Yes? Are your DMs open? My Instagram DMs are open. The DMs are open. Mm. Woo! Send those DMs. It. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of CMB Scene, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.